Okay, good evening. Welcome to Mashiach Mystery Series. So, we're back to basics about Mashiach this evening. And this evening we're going to, we're going to talk about why believing in Mashiach is a yusoid, is a fundamental principle of Judaism, of Yiddishkeit. So we know that the Rambam counts 13 different ikrim, 13 different fundamental principles of Yiddishkeit. And one of them is the belief in Mashiach, that one day Mashiach will come. That is a fundamental part of Yiddishkeit. So the question is, is what exactly makes believing in Mashiach a fundamental principle of Yiddishkeit? Why is that something which is so essential, so fundamental to Judaism? What would Judaism be missing, so to say, if we didn't have Mashiach? Why, 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 would, it, why would you say that there's something fundamentally missing um, about Mashiach? So I think before we address this question, so we first have to understand what does it mean when we say that any particular part of Torah is a fundamental principle of Yiddishkeit, it's a Yesoid. What does that mean exactly? Um, so, in other words, the question is like this. Um, we know that one of the Yud Gimel Ikrim, one of the 13 principles, is to believe that Torah min Hashemayim, that Torah comes from Hashem. So, what does that mean? That means every single word of Torah is, is from Hashem, and every single part of Torah never changes because it's part of the Torah which is from Hashem. So seemingly every single thing in Torah is a fundamental principle. Everything is fundamental. There's nothing which is secondary. There's nothing which we could just say just, oh, that's not important. Every single and every single part of Yiddishkeit is fundamental. So what do we even mean when we single out and we, and we say that there's 13 different parts of Torah which are fundamental principles? What does that mean exactly? So I, and in fact, the yeah. So, in fact, the Chassam Soifer actually he points this out. He a, he asks on he he asks on the Rambam. He says Rambam, he says, why are you saying that believing in Mashiach is a fundamental principle? He says, seemingly, it's all it's just as fundamental as the rest of Torah. So, what makes it any what what makes the belief in Mashiach? Um, any more fundamental than, than any other part of, uh, of Yiddishkeit. Okay, so first let's understand what does it mean that uh, there's a certain... What's the whole concept that you say a certain aspect of Torah, this is fundamental? What does that mean? This is fundamental. This is a Yisrael. So, in... Uh, there's a Kuntris over here called Kuntris Hilchasel Mashicha. Written by Rabbi Heller, there is Kotel in Crown Heights. So uh, he brings over there, over here, that um, in the name of Chaim Brisker, that so who asks this question? That seemingly the Rambam says that um, if a person denies even one letter of the entire Torah, he's a min. He's like an apikodos. He's a heretic. So what's the difference between these thirteen principles? So he explains he explains it as follows. He says 
that when it comes to the entire Torah, so you don't have to, he says there's no chiyuv to believe in it. There's only an iso kfira. So what does that mean? That's a like brisco type of terminology. He says there's no obligation to believe, it's just that there's a prohibition against denying it. In other words, that means as follows. That means that as far as the belief in Torah is, so a person doesn't have to learn every single aspect of Torah in order to know about it, in order to believe in it. It's only that if a person knows that the Torah says something, so he can't deny it. He has to believe in it. But when it comes to the Yud Gimel Ikrim, so if a person doesn't, there's a Chi of Amunah, there's an obligation to believe in it. That means if you don't go ahead and you don't learn about it, you're not just lacking in your knowledge of Torah, you're lacking in your belief. So, just to explain, what does that mean exactly? What does it mean? What, what does it mean that that uh, what does it mean that there are certain things in the Torah that you have to believe in, and other things you don't have to believe in it? Just you can't deny them if you know about them. So, so just to give an example. So. Um, Rubiel Khan, he also has a kuntris over here, kuntris Lahavi Lumaisa Mashiach, Biurim Bemishnas HaGaula, that came out in Tafshin Nun in 1991. So he explains like this. So let's take an example of something in Torah that's not so fundamental. It's not a Yusite. For example, in the Torah it says that there are seven Rakim. There's like these, there's seven uh, like skies. I don't know exactly what they are, but. That's what it says. It says there's the earth and then there's Zion Rakim. So, what's going to happen if a person never studied that Gemara, he never studied that Rambam that says that there's Zion Rakim, that there's seven Rakim, and he comes to the conclusion that there's only six, or that there's eight, <laughs> or one, right? So, so, are you going to say that that person is a kaifer? Are you going to say that the person, he's a deni- he, he denies Torah? No, he just, he's just not, he's just ignorant. He doesn't know that the Torah says that there, there's seven. He thinks there's only one, or there's six, or there's eight. So, the fact that he doesn't know that there's Zion Rukim, that doesn't impact his whole outlook, his whole understanding of the whole Torah. It just means he doesn't know this aspect of Torah. He's not lacking in his belief in Torah. He's lacking in his knowledge of Torah. Lacking in his knowledge of Torah. But when it comes to any one of the Yud Gimel Ikrim, what we're saying is, if you if you don't know that Ikr, if you don't know about that thing, and therefore you don't believe in it because you don't know about it, so there's something that is you're missing. There's something that's lacking in your whole belief and whole understanding of the whole Torah. There's something missing in in in. I don't know if you'll say the person is a kaifer, right? I don't know if you're going to say he's a heretic, right? Because he's at the end of the day he's. He's, uh, he's still, it's only because of his ignorance. But at the end of the day, it's not only that he's lacking in that particular aspect. He's lacking in his whole understanding and his whole lacking of the whole Yiddishkeit, of the whole Judaism. So take, so we call these Yud Gimel Ikra, and we call them, we call them Yesodos, we call them, we call them foundations. What's a foundation? What's a foundation of a building? Take the analogy of a foundation of a building. What's... It's the basis, right? If a building doesn't have a foundation, so you could have a beautiful building, have a building. but <laughs> but it's going to fall down. <laughs> it's going to fall down, right? It's going to fall down. There's no building, right? 
So when we say that there's any part of Yiddishkeit which is the foundation, it means in order to have Yiddishkeit, in order for Yiddishkeit to be what it is, to have the building, the edifice of, of Judaism, of Torah, you need this foundation. If you don't have that foundation, so and you don't know about that fa- foundation, so it means your whole understanding and belief in, in, in Torah is off. It means you totally don't get what Torah is about. Yeah. So that's what it means when when Ramam says that there's thirteen principles of 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 faith, the thirteen foundations, he's saying these are things that you have to know about them. If you don't know and understand these things, then you don't understand and you don't have a correct belief in what Torah is all about. So now we have to understand as the Chassam Sefer asks on the Rambam, so why is believing in Mashiach, why is this a foundation? Seemingly the Chassam Sefer says, let's say Hashem would say that Mashiach is never coming. God forbid, right? Let's say that um, Hashem would decree uh, as a terrible punishment that we should remain in exile forever. And we should never leave exile and we'll never get back to our holy land and build the base of God forbid, yeah? Let's say that what would happen. So he says, so would that be a reason that we wouldn't have to keep Torah? That we wouldn't have to fulfill God's commandments? Why is that a foundation? Seemingly the foundation of, Ju- of Judaism is you have to believe that there's a God. You have to believe in the Almighty God that He commanded the Torah and we have to do it no matter what. And that's it, right? So if we're not going to get a reward, if we're not going to, if Hashem is not going to reward us and bring Mashiach, so so somehow our our chiyuv, our obligation to fulfill Torah is less. Why is it a foundation? Why do? We, why is it a foundation? Of course, Mashiach is going to come because that's what the Torah says, right? It's there's no doubt about it. But why is it a foundation? Why can't there be Yiddishkeit? Why can't there be Torah mitzvahs if you don't believe in Mashiach? That's Wait, what the Chassam Sefer asks. It's why is it a foundation? Why 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 is it a founda- foundation? Right. right. So that's the question. <laughs> the Rebbe actually mentioned this Chassam Sofer once at a Yud Aleph Nissen for bringing Yud Aleph Nissen Tashin Chavbeis in the Rebbe's 60th birthday, 1962. The Rebbe mentioned that at the Chassam Sofer, and the Rebbe mentioned that nevertheless, even though the Chassam Sofer asked this question, he doesn't understand why Mashiach is a foundation. But at the end of the day, said says the Rebbe. All Jew, many Jews uh, say the Yud Gimel Ikram every single day, the, the Yud Gimel Animamins, I believe, and one of them is to believe in Mashiach, and it's pretty much accepted that Mashiach is a foundation. So we still, have, so we have to understand why. Tchias well, yeah, oh, as well. Yeah, we, we discussed that another time. Why why is a is a foundation. So we we're discussing the Lanzshirim, really understanding what Mashiach is all about, right? So. At first glance, like the Chassam Sefer, the way the Chassam Sefer looks at it, at least, at least, uh, at least uh, on the surface, is that Mashiach is a reward. It's a reward. It's like a candy. It's like Hashem giving us our candy after we be- behave well. He gives us a candy. But as we discussed in the previous uh, in our pre- previous classes, our previous shiurim, so Mashiach is much more than that. Yeah, so yeah, that's part of that as well. It's part of the priest Ben Habasorim. Yeah, it's part of that as well. So, we explained that that one of the one of the that one of the concepts of Bias Mashiach 
is the fact that um, it's the time when there's going to be the Shlemus of Torah and Mitzvahs, when we're going to have the ultimate perfection of Torah and Mitzvahs. Unfortunately, now during this Man HaGolos, during, during this time of exile, there are many commandments that we're not able to fulfill, many mitzvahs. And, uh, <clears throat> and because we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, not all, all the Jews live in Eretz Yisrael and so on and so forth. We don't have a king, right? We're not able to fulfill all Torah mitzvahs properly. Bias Mashiach is about Shlemus HaTorah Mitzvahs. It's about the ultimate... It's a time when we'll have the... When, when the ultimate time when we'll be able to fulfill all of the mitzvahs. So now, the Rebbe says like this. So if you look in the in the, in the copy over here, and on Chelak, it's in in Chelak Yudches Balak, the second Sikha, famous Sikha, the Rebbe also gave it out in the Dvar Malchus that he gave out on Tesla of Iyar, Tafshin and Aleph, 15th of Iyar in 1991. So, over here the Rebbe says like this. The Rambam, the, that, based on this the Rebbe says, we understand how the coming of Mashiach is connected to the Nitzchias of Torah, to the eternity of Torah. The Rambam seems to imply that believing in Mashiach is connected to the fact that Torah is forever. So he says, so if you look in the, um, look in footnote 63, it says, Rambam <laughs> Based on this, we could explain why the Rambam enumerates the coming of Mashiach as one of the uh, uh, foundations. It's not only because it says that Mashiach, it says it clearly in Torah, Nevim, and Ksuvim. It says it in the Holy Scriptures. Therefore, someone who denies Mashiach, it's as if he denies Torah, Nevim, and Ksuvim. That's what Abar Benel says. Right? And the Chsam Seif, when they're saying it's not that Mashiach in and of itself is a foundation. Mashiach, it's a foundation because it's part of Torah, and Torah is eternal, and so therefore, and Torah is true, and therefore, Mashiach is also true, and Mashiach must come. But it's more than that. The coming of Mashiach touches on the very completion the very perfection of the whole definition of what Torah is all about. One, the definition of Torah is that Torah and its fulfillment have to be complete, have to come to their perfection. So, Rabbi explains more. In other words, the eternity, the completion of Torah. The fact that Torah is is eternal, is everlasting. Since it's the essential will of Hashem. It's not only in regard to the fact that this is Hashem's commandment. When we say that Torah is everlasting, it means that the study of Torah and the fulfillment the in actuality of Torah is eternal. And that will only happen when Mashiach comes. So what is the Rebbe saying over here? Let's try to explain a little bit what the Rebbe is saying. So, Rebbe, what the Rebbe is saying over here is that the reason why Mashiach 
is a foundation of the Torah is because believing in Mashiach means that you believe the Torah is eternal. So what is it? So what does it mean that Torah is eternal? When we say the Torah is eternal, and why is Torah eternal? So, first of all, why is Torah eternal? The reason why Torah is everlasting is because it was given from Hashem. So, in other words, since we believe that Torah and Hashemayim, one of that's one of the other uh, foundations. One of the foundations of Yiddishkeit is that you have to believe that Torah is from Hashem, right? If you don't believe that Torah is from Hashem, then you don't have Yiddishkeit. The whole concept of Torah is that this is God's will. So since it's God's will, since you believe that it came from Hashem, so you have to believe that it's eternal. Because just like Hashem is eternal, His will is also eternal. Now, you might say that there are certain things that Hashem commanded which are temporary commandments. right? Hashem told, there's, def, there's all different types of things that Hashem told the prophets which were, um, which were only for a certain time period. They weren't meant to be e- eternal. So what's the difference between all these different, all these types of nevuahs, all these prophecies that Hashem told the prophets, which are not eternal, the Torah, which is eternal. What's the difference? The difference is, Torah is what Chassidus calls, what the Rebbe says over here, is the rotzein atzmi of Hashem. It's the essential will of Hashem. So, what does that mean? So, yeah. So, it's, yeah. Rotzein atzmi means that it's his own will. Rotzein atzmi. So, let's just take the analogy of, of a person. Sometimes people have all types of things that they want. Why do they want it? Because they're trying to achieve a certain goal. It's not connected to their very existence. It's not connected to their very identity. It's, it's they're trying to achieve a certain thing. So today you want one thing. Tomorrow you want something else. Because you, you, it's not connected to who you are. It's just something that you... It's, it's something that depends on the circumstance. It changes. depends on the circumstance. But then there's certain things, even... Certain will, certain desires that a person has that never change. For example, the will to live, the will to exist, right? So that's something that never changes because that's something that's that's connected to the very identity, to the very essence of what a human being is, is that the human being wants to exist. So it's something that never changes because that's who you are, that's who we are, and it will never change. One example of uh, one time. Right. So yeah, that's another an example, right? There was there was uh, there was like a, a mitzvah when the Jewish people were in Egypt, right? So they should take the the sad, they should take the goat uh, or, or the uh, the sheep and tie it to the bed. That was only for that was only for well, a one-time commandment, which simply the purpose was to show to show the Egyptians that they're not afraid of the Egyptians. That that only applied while they were in Egypt. But Torah is different. The rest of the Torah is the Ratzin Atzmi of Hashem. Meaning the reason why Hashem wants it is not to accomplish any particular thing, so to say. It's because this is bound up with, so to say, the essence of Hashem. That, so to say, since He is God, so therefore, like, automatically, this is what He wants. This is His essential will. So, therefore, that's why Torah can never change. Since this is Hashem's essential will, so it has to be forever. Since Hashem is eternal, and everlasting, so his will is also eternal. Okay, so now here is where here we come to be as a Mashiach. So now you could look at it when you say, what does it mean that Hashem's will is eternal? So simply you'll say, what does it mean Hashem's will is eternal? It's that it's 
in the Rebbe's words, it's Be'inian Sibu Yambayrei. In other words, that Hashem will never change his mind, so to say. Hashem will never decide that this is not what he wants. But the Rebbe says that it's not enough to say that. You have to say that it's Nitzchias in regard to Limude V'Kiyuma B'Poyl, in its actual fulfillment. In other words, like this. You could say that it's not important, or it's not essential, so to say, that it that it actually be possible for us to, to, to fulfill the Torah. When we say the Torah is eternal, we mean that if you have the opportunity to fulfill the Torah, so you should know this is what Hashem wants, right? And you should fulfill it. In other words, if you have a Beis HaMikdash, so then you have to bring Korbanis, you have to bring the sacrifice. If you don't have a Beis HaMikdash, okay, so you can't fulfill it, right? In other words, it's possible to look at at the Nitzkiyas HaTorah in a, in, like, in, in a, in a, what do you call it? Like in, in Indian, in other words, in, in concept. In concept, Hashem's will is everlasting. What the Rebbe is saying is that that's not enough. You can't say that Hashem's will is only everlasting in concept. Because it's obvious, why did Hashem, why did Hashem give the Torah? Hashem gave the Torah, and we say, when we say that Hashem wants the Torah, when Hashem say, when we say that this is Hashem's Ratzin Atzvi, what does He want? He doesn't just want that, theoretically speaking, we should be able to fulfill the Torah. What Hashem wants is that we should actually be able to fulfill His will in this world. It seems that the Rebbe is actually learning this in the, Rambam, in the Rambam's words, that the Torah and its, and its commandments are La'olam. So the simple meaning of La'olam you see on the page 280, on the, the paragraph on the left, last line. Right? The Torah, its laws are la'olam. Are what does la'olam mean? So it simply means that they're forever. But the Rebbe seems to be learning that la'olam means that it's to the world. In other words, that the Torah is everlasting in the world. Because it's obvious that the whole purpose of Hashem giving us the Torah is in order that we should actually be able to fulfill the Torah here on, on this earth. That the Torah should come into the world. So what are you going to tell me? You're going to, the the, yeah, a double meaning. For yeah. and also for this earth. For this, uh, so what are you going to tell me? You're going to tell me that Hashem gave us a commandment. And this is His Ratzin Atzmi, right? But it's not, it, it's not actually, there's not actually going to come a time when, when we're able to actually fulfill it. Why not? So either, either you know, if you don't believe that, which means if you don't believe in Biyas Mashiach, because Biyas Mashiach is the time when we're actually going to be able to fulfill Hashem's will on this earth. What does that mean? So if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that there's actually going to come a time when that's actually going to happen, what does that mean? That means one of two things. Either you don't believe that this is Hashem's Ratzin Atzmi. In other words, you don't believe that Hashem actually wants us to actually fulfill the title literally. Or it means that you think there's some other power, God forbid, that's preventing it from happening. And that means you don't believe in Hashem. You don't believe He's the all-powerful one. So, so it, it follows that if you don't believe in Biyas HaMashiach, it means your whole belief in Yiddishkeit is lacking. Because it means you don't believe that Torah is everlasting and you don't believe, or you don't believe, that Hashem is all-powerful. And that Hashem is actually able to, to create that His will should actually be fulfilled. So in other words, like this, if you look at B.S. Mashiach as just as a reward, as just a, like a, a side reward that Hashem is going to going to give going to give us, so then the Chassam Seif was right. So yeah, so 
So we, we don't need, so yeah, it's, of course Mashiach is going to come, that's what the Torah says, but is it essential? Is it, is it fundamental? No, it's not fundamental. We could do Torah without it. We'll, we'll do the mitzvahs as long as Hashem tells us to do it. it whether Mashiach is going to come, whether we're going to have the reward, okay? Yeah, Hashem promises we're going to get it, so we'll get it, but that's not fundamental in and of itself. But based on our, on our understanding now, the Mashiach is about the time when we're actually going to be able to fulfill Torah and mitzvahs properly. So we understand that this is this is part of the, our whole belief in the nitzkiyos of Torah and the eternity of Torah. If you don't believe in Bias and Mashiach, if you don't believe there's going to come a time when we're actually going to be able to fulfill it, it means that you don't believe in Nitzkiyos HaTorah. You don't believe that there's going to come a time when we're actually going to be able to fulfill what Hashem wants. It means you don't believe that it's really a Ratzin Atzmi of Hashem, that this is really Hashem's essential will. Now you might ask me, so how is it possible that during Golas we're not able to fulfill Hashem's will? So I think the answer to that is, is that obviously, so... As part of the way Torah works is that there's a process. There's a process. Now the whole purpose of Torah is that we should be able that we're refining the world, we're elevating the world until eventually we're going to come to the state when we'll be able to fulfill all of Torah. So the fact that right now we're not able to fulfill all of it, it's not because it's not a rotin atzmi of Hashem. It's just that in order for the Ratzin of Hashem to come into the world, so there's a process. But you have to believe that eventually we're going to get there. And eventually there's going to come a time when we're actually going to be able to fulfill everything. If you don't believe that, that means that there's something lacking in its case Torah. So maybe to, now to go a, a step deeper. So it seems that believing in Mashiach, it's not only it's not only that this is Negea to under, to believing in the eternity of Torah, but really B.S. Mashiach is actually the entire goal of the whole Torah. So that means if you don't believe in B.S. Mashiach, it means you've missed the whole point of the entire Torah. Okay, so to understand that, let's look at the other Sikha over here, which is the... So the Rebbe explains this concept in a deeper sense. So this is the Sikha over here, the Hadran on the Rambam. Yeah. Oh, so good well, point. Why are you saying it has to be that way? Hashem could have, have another way. It could just stop the... Why do you have, a, you have to have a singular individual? Okay, so... Uh, okay, so... So, okay, so, so you're asking a good question. Okay, that, that, I, that's a good uh, thing. So we... that You're asking, so why is it important that the Shlemos of Torah Mitzvahs be through the individual who is Mashiach? Yeah, one individual Mashiach. Okay, that's a good question. That's... That ties into what we discussed last week, okay. right? Which is why is why is it important? Last week and two weeks ago, why is it important in general that there be a Mashiach? And why is it important that there should be a Mashiach who's a boss of Adam? And why is that the essential point of Mashiach? So we discussed last week. Just in, in short, this this ties into this whole thing. Thank you for bringing that that up. Is that 
really the fact that Mashiach is about the Shlemus of Torah and Mitzvahs, really that's not, that that's, so to say, even that's not the the deepest aspect. The truth is, why, well, so what's the point of Torah Mitzvahs? What's the point of Torah Mitzvahs? Oh, so, and this is many different, uh, uh, there's many different ways of explaining it. There's many, so, on the most basic level, the purpose of Torah Mitzvahs is that through that it reveals Malchus Hashem in the world. It reveals the, the, the fact that Hashem is the king of the world, that Hashem has supreme dominance. How is it revealed? When, every, when everyone is fulfilling his will, so that's how it's revealed. So we discussed last week is the way, the, prime, the primary way that Malchus Hashem is revealed in the world is through Malchus based David. It's through having a king of flesh and blood here in this earth who represents Malchus Hashem on earth. That's the only way that Malchus Hashem can truly be revealed on this earth. So, in other words, when we say that the whole, that, that Bisa Mashiach is connected with the Nitzchis of Torah, right? So the truth is the whole purpose of, of Torah is in order to bring Malchus Hashem Ba'olam. And the only way to bring Malchus Hashem Ba'olam is through having a Mashiach. So it's not that we could just like, oh yeah, Golos could end, so to say, and this Hashem, so to say, could take us out of Golos, right? Because that would be, like, that, that's just the, that's just the Chitzonius. That's just the, the, the that's, that's just the way Malchus Hashem is brought, brought out. But the essential way that Malchus Hashem is brought out is through having the representative of Hashem on this world, who is Melech HaMashiach, the King Mashiach, from Malchus Beis David, as king, king on this earth. So I think all of that ties into what we're, what we're saying over here, that uh, over here, this is in the Hadron of Tavshin Memvav. Uh, the Hadron of the Rambam from 1986. Um, and Sifiyud, the Rebbe says that The whole concept of, of mitzvahs is to affect the person, all the person's abilities, and all the things that are in the world that you're fulfilling the mitzvahs worth, that they should be in sync with the directives of Torah. Meaning, what are mitzvahs accomplishing? They are affecting that the person in the world should be in the proper tzir. I mean, they should be in the proper state. That they are fitting, that they are in sync in all the details, the way they're supposed to be according to all the halachas of Torah. And when is that going to happen? When will this happen when Mashiach comes? Then the world is going to be in this state. Not only will, won't there be anything in the world, any obstacle to the fulfillment of Torah the whole world itself will be in such a way that it will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. In order that it be possible for a person to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of knowing Hashem, which is which is the whole foundation of all the mitzvahs. In other words, what the Rebbe is explaining over here, and it's in a deeper sense, that when we talk about Mashiach, that it's the ultimate fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs, 
it's not only it's not only that technically, oh, it's going to be a time when we'll be able to fulfill all of Torah mitzvahs. It's more than that. It's that Torah mitzvahs are affecting that they're changing the world. They're changing the world. They're they're elevating the world. They're elevating the, the world that the world becomes in sync with Torah and Mitzvahs. Which he gives an example of the whole world is filled with the knowledge of Hashem, which that's the whole foundation of all the Mitzvahs, so we should know Hashem. It says, This is one of the reasons why belief in Mashiach is the foundation of our religion. Because B.S. HaMashiach emphasizes the whole perfection of that eventually Teremitzvah will fulfill their ultimate goal that the world will be in sync with the fulfillment of Teremitzvah in the ultimate way. Mm. Yeah. So in other words, the reason why Mashiach is a foundation of Yiddishkeit why is this a foundation? Like we said, it's it's like a foundation of the building. If you don't have this, then there's no Yiddishkeit. Just like if you don't have a foundation, you can't have a building. Because the whole purpose of Torah is that it should change the world. Not just that technically, oh, we should be able to fulfill the mitzvahs. That it should change the world. It should elevate the world. So that means today, right? If I don't know today that when I'm doing a mitzvah, that eventually Mashiach is going to come, that this mitzvah is going to bring Mashiach, that means I'm lacking in my whole understanding what Torah mitzvah is about. Because the whole purpose of Torah and mitzvah is that it should change the world, it should elevate the world. And when is that going to happen? When is, when, is it, when, is it, when is it going to change it for good? When is it going to change it in such a way that it will be completely in sync with Torah mitzvah when Mashiach comes? That's like the goal of Mashiach. So, if you don't understand that, and you don't believe that, that means you're missing, you're lacking your whole understanding of what Yiddishkeit is. You're lacking, you don't, have, you don't have the whole foundation, you don't have the whole foundation of Yiddishkeit. You don't have, and, and therefore you don't have the binion of Yiddishkeit. You can't have the edifice of Yiddishkeit either. So to put this in other words, in the terminology of Chassidus, this is what Chassidus says, is what is the ultimate goal of creation? As we, as we spoke about in previous year, the Rebbe says in Tanya, that what is Torah Mitzvah about? It's about making a dwelling place for Hashem in this world. And how did Torah Mitzvah accomplish that? Because Torah Mitzvah, they bring Gilei Elokus in the world. They reveal Hashem in this world. That's what the Rebbe explains in Tanya, in Perek Lamed Vav, Perek Lamed Zion, chapter 36, chapter 37. So if you don't, under, if you don't understand that the whole purpose of Torah Mitzvah is to bring Gilei Elokus into the world, is to reveal Hashem in the world, so you're lacking your whole understanding of Yiddishkeit. You're lacking your you're lacking the whole fa- foundation. So, but, so you're asking what's the Chassam Sefer going to say? I don't know. The Chassam Sefer was before Gilu Hachsidus. He was before Hachsidus was revealed. They didn't have this understanding of of the of the essence of Yiddishkeit. Yeah, in a certain sense, they, before the Gilu Hachsidus, they didn't understand really what Yiddishkeit to us what Yiddishkeit is really about. So now we understand. Why B.S. Mashiach is a foundation? Because this is the whole goal. This is the whole goal. If you don't believe in Mashiach, so that means you have no goal. What's the goal? What do, what do we try? What, what is the Ratzin of Hashem in, in this world? What, what, so what is it all about? What is it trying to accomplish? That we're fulfilling Hashem's Ratzin Atzmi in this world. The whole purpose is, is that we're making a deal with Achtainim.
that fits in with what the Rebbe is saying over here that the Torah says it's changing the world that it should be in sync with Hashem's will. Yeah. So basically to sum up everything that we're saying until now, so we're asking, so why is B'yasam Mashiach a foundation? Why is this a pillar? Why if you don't have Mashiach, so you're lacking your whole belief in Yiddishkeit? So it's basically two points. So on a basic level is, because what is B'yasam Mashiach about? It's the time period when we'll be able to fulfill all Torah mitzvahs properly. Which means that if you don't believe in, in Mashiach, if you don't believe there's going to come a time when we'll be able to fulfill all terms properly, it means that you don't believe in Nitzchis HaTorah. You don't believe that Torah is everlasting. You don't believe that when Hashem gave us Torah to be fulfilled, that it's actually going to happen. So you, so believing in Mashiach is Negea to Nitzchis HaTorah. And then we said, furthermore, not only is it Negea to the Nitzchis of Torah, the eternity of Torah, but it's actually the whole goal of Torah. The whole goal of Torah and Mitzvah is that Hashem's will should be fulfilled in this world, which that means that it should change the world, it should elevate the world, that the world should be in sync with, uh, with Torah, it should be in sync with, Hashem, with Hashem's will. So if you don't believe that, it means you're lacking your whole understanding of what the purpose of, of, of Torah is. And that's why the Rambam says that Mashiach is a Yisoyed Bedas. And so it's not only Negea that we should know it, Oh, because, you know, one day Mashiach is going to come, we have to believe it. Every single day it's important, because you have to know what is the ultimate goal of Torah Mitzvahs. Every single time you learn Torah, every Mitzvah that you do is bringing Mashiach closer. How is it bringing Mashiach closer? Because it's changing the world. It's bringing Gilead Likus in the world. It's, it's bringing a revelation of Hashem in this world. And when is it going to be, when is all of that going to be fulfilled? The ultimate perfection, the Vyasa Mashiach. And we should be zaycha that it should should actually finally happen in the literal sense now. So if the Rambam, yeah, ah, you're asking a question. So did the Rambam understand this? What was the Rambam thinking? I don't know, but this is an interesting thing that you're bringing up a a, a general question that a lot of times there's there's many svarim, there's Rashi, there's Rambam. And there's so many svarim which are written on Rashi, and there's written, so many svarim written on Rambam. And the question always is, did Rashi have all of that in mind, right? Did Rambam have all of that in mind? <laughs> so there's a famous Tumim, there's a sefer from Rubyanis and Ibshitz. So he says that since these great Chachamim, they wrote the svarim Baruch HaKodesh, so therefore it's possible that, that the, those things that are in those svarim that they never had in mind, that they didn't have that in mind. So it's possible. In other words, so not everything that every, you know, every, you know, every explanation of Rambam necessarily the Rambam had in mind. But the Rambam wrote it Beruach Hakodesh, so that meaning is also there, even though the Rambam wasn't necessarily aware of it. So it could be the fact that the Rambam said these are the the, the principles of Yiddishkeit, right? Right? Rambam, well, this is a a fundamental point. Not necessarily, I don't know what the Rambam, I don't know if this was necessarily the Rambam's reason. Maybe the Rambam's reason was more the, like the first reason that we explained. I think that fits more in the simple, of the fact that it's, this is Nagea to the Nitzchias of Torah, right? In other words, now this deeper idea that the, because the Torah, the purpose that it's the whole goal of Torah, I don't know if necessarily the Rambam necessarily understood this in, right? But since the Rambam wrote it to Sefer Baruch HaKodesh and the fact that it was accepted by Am Yisrael that these are the Yudim Ikri Amunah there could be those deeper reasons why it's in Ikri Amunah 
things that the Rambam didn't know.